all day, look, all day long, Jefferson was a thorn in their side. Oz was Hawkinson, clearly. And oh, by the way, I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about with the Giants and building up, and they had admirable days from Slayton James and Isaiah Hodgins, which we'll get to. But, you know, if Justin Jefferson simply changes jerseys and flimps teams, I think it's pretty obvious to say who wins this game, too, Paul. He's the it's difference not even in close. the football game. Yeah, he's the difference in close. the game. It's the difference you know, in the game. So, so, so you get the desperation throw by Cousins. Uh, Jefferson makes a nice play on it because he's who he is. And then on the screen pass at the end, as you said, uh, clearly Thibodeau was held, and it was right at the point of attack. Unbelievable. Where the screen was designed to go. If he's not held. And and immediately after he gets held and twisted, he looks at the ref and there's no call. And uh, whatever, whatever. Let's talk about the fact, though, that with a a very suspect secondary and with a suspect wide receiving core like the Giants have been playing with now for the last month and a half, okay, they were still right there. Hawkinson made a phenomenal catch on the touchdown. Okay. It was unbelievable. And quite frankly, Jefferson did a hell of a job on his post route on his touchdown, too, because Pinnock came over a little bit late. But but let's not kid ourselves. The coverage was tight, the throw was outstanding, and the catch was really good. The Vikings needed to make at least two outstanding plays in the passing game to, to be able to escape with that. And again, I, I think if I'm the Giants, and I, I got this feeling in the locker room after the game. The Giants feel that they let this one kind of get through their butterfingers. They know they can play with the Vikings. They know they can beat the Vikings. And I'd venture to say, I'll speak for them, I think they'd love to get the Vikings in the first round. Yeah, and I I was going to add to that, too. Also, another part that we didn't bring up, too. I'm not going to kill him. Would have been a great play. Flot, the the pick not holding on to that, obviously sets up Hawkinson. That's an interception tell that kind of gets forgotten in the game. Yeah. You know, whatever. Okay, that's another part. But – to that point, this has been kind of the game I've been searching for. I was kind of hoping we saw it two weeks ago versus the Eagles in that I am not looking for some kind of crazy Super Bowl run for the Giants. So I hate when people, well, oh, don't bring up 07-11. But this was the kind of game that felt like Packers regular season 11, Patriots regular season 07. Not in that level, but in the build that locker room up and go, look, that's the next best thing NFC has to offer. And we went blow for blow with them in their building. And we did some things offensively that have been called out. We haven't done all game. So I think that's from that standpoint, you're taking a run with it. And Paul, do you one better because of that? Obviously the giants in those seasons got to see those teams again and had that confidence, you know, with all the way the dominoes fell this weekend, and obviously the Giants should have been rooting for a Packer loss yesterday. It did not happen. But the fact that the Packers won, well, geez, now suddenly the Packers really are going to be all out in that game with the Vikings next week and start to look at those standings. If the Giants can beat the Colts and you get in that sixth spot, you know, tell me, wouldn't you much rather see the Minnesota Vikings here if they were to lose a game and play in that kind of matchup than the Giants end up with the San Francisco 49ers? Because I think no that's question. the case, yeah. You know, Sean, I've been saying for the last many weeks now, Philadelphia and San Francisco, the two best teams in the conference. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, Dallas might even be the third best team in the conference. Uh, And Minnesota would be maybe a distant fourth. I Honestly, I looked at that Vikings team, and come on, you're going to tell me that you didn't feel better? Of course you did. With that game than you did the two Giants-Dallas games? Absolutely. Not even close. Not I would be close. I would be fired up and, dare I say, picking the Giants to win the game after what I saw if I if we see them on wild card weekend. I'll tell you, I'll tell you I will right now. I yeah. think the Giants win the rematch. I'll tell you that right now. And oh, by the, the way. the report will have something to do with it. Uh, that's the other thing. And that's the other thing. And maybe we'll get to that now, Paul. 
the Giants, we've been waiting, 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 and I understand their cautiousness. They are now in a win-and-in situation at home versus a, an Indianapolis Colts team. It's not a great team, but you know what? It's the NFL, and anybody can win any given week. They got to stop screwing around with a Dory Jackson as do or die time. He's got to get on the field on Sunday. He's got to get on yeah, the field. I'd be very surprised if he's not. I know we've been saying that for the last couple of weeks. I watched him at practice. He does a lot of running, a lot of sprinting, does a bunch of agility drills. He looks very nimble. And he says he feels very nimble. And he sounds like he sounds like he was ready to go a couple of weeks ago. But again, if they needed to hold him back, and maybe this was the maybe this was the deal all along. Maybe the medical folks felt that there was still too much risk. And it was like, wait a minute. When you when you really need him, when your backs are against the wall and you really need him, do you want him for the stretch run and yeah. maybe for the playoffs? Because think about it. They would they would have been correct to be cautious. If they held him out to this Colts game, okay, he blankets Pittman and basically takes him out. Giants win the game, make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden now you've got a Dory Jackson going into the first round of the playoffs to guard Jefferson potentially in Minnesota. How yeah. would that make you feel? Much better. Much better. But, you know, and the, and the thing is you can't also, even if you got this done without Jackson – Running them basically back out there on wild card weekend if they're not playing by that point eight weeks or whatever it had been, yeah, they just they need to knock some rust off and they need to get them on the field. I'm, and with all due respect, these guys have been scrap heap guys all year. McLeod dropping another pick. I mean, the Giants just look the the bodies need the you know the reinforcements. They need them, and if McKinney's not going to come, it's got to be Jackson, and they got to stop fooling around. Other injury notes: I brought up Ojolari. He called it a basketball sprain. Deep not sound too serious, but this is a guy clearly Paul with the calf injuries all year long. I mean, do you have any sense of, you know, where the mindset was with the Ojolari injury post game? I talked to him after the game. He said he got rolled up on. Uh, so, you know, that's one of your typical basketball injuries. A guy gets stepped on on the court. He said he got rolled up on during the game. Did not seem very upset or distressed about it. Now, of course, the Giants wanted to wait till overnight, as they always do anytime you get a sprain. They want to wait till overnight and see how it reacts. Sure. We have not talked or seen the players, obviously, since uh, coming home from Minnesota. Yeah. So we won't get a chance. We'll, we'll talk to Dayball today. I, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say, we'll see. He's day-to-day. Every injury is, we'll see. He's day-to-day. Of course. Yeah. I mean, even after Custer's last stand, Custer was, we'll see, in day-to-day. <laughs> All right? I understand. I, I know how it works. So, you know, I, I, I would be very anxious to see, I always try to tell you guys, right. everybody on our program, I like to see what I see at practice. I'll give you an eyewitness estimation about what I see, and then based on an educated guess, what, yeah. what I can give you. So let's wait until we get that. Probably it, that'll be tomorrow, right? As we tape this on Monday. Monday. Yeah, so it'll be Tuesday. Tomorrow, right. Tuesday, the Giants will hit the practice field. And remember, and that, that'll be the first time I'll get a chance to see them. As far as injuries and everything that goes with it, you know, the Giants have been burned by this the last two weeks. Minnesota playing on a Saturday, Giants playing on a Sunday night turnaround. The week before, Washington comes off the bye. Giants come off their game. They end up not being a problem. This week, the Colts are the Monday night game. We haven't even seen the Indianapolis Colts with Nick Foles at quarterback. They'll play the Chargers. You may have already watched the game by the time you're listening to this. But the Giants will be coming off the elongated break from Saturday. So the Giants also, injury-wise, compared to what their opponent is going to be, are going to get the break here in terms of days off, Paul, which I think is key. Uh, also, Leonard Williams, I mean, he came back into the game, thankfully. It's just unbelievable, the ultimate NFL Ironman. Uh, and to have that happen, uh, you know, to get hurt, come back in, is unreal. Yeah, you know, um, 
I will say this. If there's one thing that you can kind of gain from all of these injuries, besides the obvious experience that, that all these backup guys have had, I also think it's kind of brought the team together psychologically. You know, the us against the world mentality. Not, they, they didn't play woe is me. At no time have the Giants played woe is me. It's always been next man up. You got to do the job. Let's fight like hell yeah. and see if we can't do something about this. And they've maintained that entire uh, mindset throughout the, the course of the season, despite the fact that they continue to get dinged left and right. It's like there's a field of landmines in front of them, yeah. and they keep stepping on them every week. It's amazing. But, they, but they psychologically, I think it's toughened the team, Sean. I really do.